Hello, South Dakotans. Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, everybody. What's happening on your side of Frontier? This is my show, my way, and you're willing to tune in, and I thank you very much for that. It would be greatly appreciated, though, if you'd take a second to hit those like and subscribe buttons. It helps to give me exposure. I'll be covering security cameras inside your home, drug decriminalization, wood-burning stoves, and more. On today's episode of the Dakota Rustler Show, episode 91. So let's light the lantern and see what's out there. Number one, do-it-yourself home security company Simply Safe is beta testing a new service that lets its agents see inside your home and talk with potential intruders during an alarm event. Excuse me, but if an unwanted person is inside your home, they are not a potential intruder. They are simply an intruder. Simply Safe's Live Guard Protection Service relies on new AI-powered security cameras. If the camera detects human motion while a system is armed, it can trigger the alarm and open a live feed for a monitoring agent to see and speak with whoever set it off and hopefully scare them off. Does anyone really think the intruder will say, oh, excuse me, I shouldn't be in here, I'll leave. Yeah, after he takes what he wants, every thief knows he has about 10 minutes to take what he wishes before any officer is ever going to show up. It takes time to report incidents. That's why we, the homeowners, need guns when somebody breaks in. The new camera can detect motion and it's Onboard AI can distinguish between pets and people. While the system is armed and motion is detected, the camera will process the footage locally, determine if it's a pet or a person, then sound the alarm if it sees a person. At that point, and not before, supposedly, a Simply Safe agent can view the live feed. This is something Simply Safe already offers with its video verification option. The difference with LiveGuard is that the agent can also communicate with the person through the camera's built-in microphone and array of speakers. Like I said, you think the intruder is actually going to talk back and have a conversation? No. The idea of having a live person look into your home obviously raises privacy concerns, and it should. Simply Safe states they have taken measures through a chain of custody to ensure the video that goes through their system is held in the strictest of confidence. No one has access beyond the live event. The only time we see it is during the alarm. Yeah, right. Because no one in the history of mankind has ever abused their power to peek into things they shouldn't be peeking into. I'm sorry, but nosiness is a survival instinct. It helps us to avoid danger. The user will have access to recordings of any interactions through the Simply Safe app. Additionally, like Simply Safe's existing indoor camera, the Smart Alarm camera has a mechanical privacy shutter that audibly and visibly 
clicks open and close like that won't ever be abused here's a key sentence that is supposed to gain our trust by default the shutter is closed when the system is set to home mode or off that doesn't mention whether the audio mode is shut off after all they can converse with the intruder so who knows whether they actually shut it off or not the live guard feature is scheduled for a full release later this year there's no pricing yet for the camera but for comparison rings virtual guard costs 99 dollars a month boy that's pricey on top of a 20 dollar monthly ring protect plus subscription indoor security cameras walk a delicate line People are understandably cautious, especially given recent news about security camera companies such as Eufy not being transparent about their technology. The LiveGuard feature is also opt-in, so if it's something that will give you more peace of mind, the risk may be one that you are willing to take. Two words, people. Security breaches. It's just a matter of time until a hacker breaks in, overrides the shutter, overrides the opt-in, and whatever else they need to do. And history has shown most companies will do it themselves. Number two, the western province of British Columbia, Canada, last week began a three-year pilot program to stop prosecuting people for carrying small amounts of heroin, meth, ecstasy, or crack cocaine as a part of an effort to fight a drug overdose crisis. Finally, a government has come back to common sense. American states need to follow this example. Way too many people have become unemployable due to minor drug violations on their record. Virtually everyone makes bad decisions at some point in their life and they should not be punished forever. Preliminary data released Tuesday by the province showed there were nearly 2,300 suspected illicit drug toxicity deaths in 2022. Only 34 deaths behind 2021, the highest year ever. Amazingly, they are actually blaming pandemic shutdowns, which left people locked in with more time to abuse drugs. Did I not argue from the beginning that the pandemic cure will be worse than the disease? We're getting proof of it now. And remember, only 6% of those Kofi deaths were Kofi only. The Canadian government said it would let B.C. decriminalize the drugs in a first-of-its-kind exemption in the country. By not prosecuting people carrying small amounts of drugs, the B.C. government hopes to tackle the issue as a health problem rather than a criminal justice problem. Yeah, since most drugs are addictive, yes, it is a health problem, not a behavior problem that can be fined or jailed out of existence. The province says the exemption is intended to reduce the stigma associated with substance abuse and to make it easier for people to approach authorities for guidance. Other Canadian communities are closely watching the pilot program. In addition, Many health experts argue decriminalization would encourage drug users to use them in safer places where they can access medical care. 
the drugs on the exemption list, which also includes fentanyl and other opioids, remains illegal, and the exemption from arrest is only for the possession of up to 2.5 grams for personal use. In my honest opinion, this is a step in the right direction, everybody. Number three, establishment Democrats who gathered this past weekend in Philadelphia have one message for U.S. President Joe Biden as he weighs running for a second term. Run, Joe, run! Now, I have no idea whether this is good for Democrats or not. I definitely know it's not good for America. We are definitely doomed if it's a Biden-Trump run again. Oh, heaven forbid. American brain cells have been completely destroyed, though, so I wouldn't be surprised. Biden, 80, also without brain cells and basically being a Muppet, is popular among party leaders. Yet he still faces slumping poll numbers and suggestions that he step aside to make room for a younger generation of leaders. In my honest opinion, someone in their 50s or 60s is probably the prime age. They have enough wisdom through life experiences. They've got enough energy in most cases. And there's little fear of declining mental health in someone at that age. The Democrats' relatively strong showing at the 2022 midterm elections, because we now apparently love socialism, have them enthusiastic about the party's prospects for 24 as the season ramps up. Taking office in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, Biden's term has been marked by the economic scars of global health crisis, including soaring inflation. A Reuters-Ipsos poll on January 19 showed Biden's public approval rating at 40%, close to the lowest level of his presidency. In addition, DNC members were expected this past weekend to overwhelmingly approve a reshaped 2024 primary, which they did. I checked on that this morning. The calendar now oust Iowa from its pole position in the presidential nominating contest, and it put South Carolina first on February 3rd, 2024, because... It's a favorable Biden state. So, yes, it's they have revamped the primary to be favorable to Biden. Here's a lot better of an idea for primaries, everybody. Hold them all on the first Tuesday in August or some other specified date. The exact day is irrelevant. All of them nationwide. There would be no manipulation of the order because one fate favors, favors a certain candidate. There would be no long, drawn-out primary process. And there would be no elimination of a reasonable candidate because Iowa didn't like him or her first. All one day, please, shorten it. All one day, whoever gets the highest percentage, that's your primary candidate for the general election. Well, that brings us to our break, so don't get in that saddle and ride off yet because I'll be right back. For all things Dakota Rustler related, please visit dakotarustler.org. 
The website contains links to media sites, a merchandise store, and a button to donate to the show. Your support helps to pay for expenses of production, as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I've got two more stories for you, including one that was labeled on the intro to today's show. Number four, politicians and campaigners in England, i.e. slaves of the environmental wackos, have called for an urgent review of wood-burning stoves, which cause large amounts of pollution in urban areas. The call follows the admission by the environmental secretary that the government had set weaker air pollution targets than it would like. The Times reported that the government would encourage councils to use their powers to issue householders a 300-pound fine on the spot for flouting air pollution rules by burning logs at home. But the Green Party co-leader said the government should go further and potentially end the sale of log burners. So how long will this be until this comes to America? Not just in large cities where some of these laws already exist, which I can understand, but throughout the entire country, even in rural areas. And here in America, any such bans that exist already are generally more about the fire hazard threat to their neighbors, especially in condominiums and other buildings of that nature, than it is about pollution. But now they want to ban them because of pollution. Sarah McFadden, the head of policy at Asthma UK and the British Lung Foundation, said, quote, We know that burning wood and coal releases fine particulate matter, the most worrying form of air pollution for human health, which can cause people with a lung condition such as asthma or COPD to have a potentially life-threatening attack or flare-up, unquote. Another spokesperson stated that we need an urgent review into the impacts of smoke from chimneys on public health in high-density housing areas with a view to putting an end to future sales of log burners and fuels if they are shown to have unacceptable detrimental impacts. Boy, that's a lot of words. Well, guess what? Anything you burn for heat gives off pollution, be it a log, a power plant, or anything in between. If you want heat and you want to stay warm, you're going to create pollution. Liberal Democrats have called for more powers for local councils to stop the use of polluting burners. Under the 2021 Environmental Act, councils have powers to issue on-the-spot civil penalties of up to 300 pounds. The government plans to encourage councils to take actions, which would be criminal prosecutions, for the most persistent offenders. Those could include fines of up to 5,000 pounds plus a further 2,500 pound penalty for each day a breach continues afterwards. And remember, the dollar is fairly close to the pound, so that's a 
big penalty. Short of a ban, there will be tighter regulations of new wood burners, which in design smoke control areas will be allowed to produce no more than 3 grams of smoke per hour instead of 5 at present. So there you have it. They want your gas stoves. They want your wood burners. They want your big SUVs. They want to eliminate cows which burp and fart methane. You name it. You know, maybe we should ban all this stuff just for one year. Maybe these environmental extremists would realize that no matter how techy we get, it still relies on primitive techniques. In no time, we'd be returning to a state of being cave people. Oh, wait. They had to burn fires to stay warm, too, didn't they? Oh, well. And number five, last but not least, an Ohio man was fatally shot last week by police while cleaning out his dead grandmother's apartment, family members say. Philadelphia, you ask? Minneapolis, you ask? Nope. Wyoming, Ohio. Yes, another city with a state name. Joe Fraser Jr., 28, not the famous boxer from decades ago, was shot last Monday. He died the following day. The shooting, the latest in a string of controversial police killings across the U.S., took place in a town of about 9,000 just north of Cincinnati. Police officers say Frazier was a burglar, or they suspected he was a burglar. Frazier's family say he was simply cleaning out the apartment after his grandmother's death. So, what happened? According to a police release, Police officers responded to a 911 call about a possible break-in involving two to three people. A nosy neighbor, who knows, maybe she works for Simply Safe, placed the call saying the apartment should have been empty. When officers arrived, they encountered Frazier and his father at the back of the building. Police say Frazier like so many other people who get shot by police, did not follow commands, which were to put up their hands, exit the vehicle, and get on the ground. The victim then drove the van towards the officers, intentionally or just trying to escape, we don't know for sure, who then fired shots into the van when it almost struck an officer. Fraser was shot at least once in the head and was transported to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center where he would die. The local Board of Health had prevented anyone to even reside in the building, which apparently Fraser's family may have been squatting in. His sister, two children, and her boyfriend were in the apartment at the time of the incident. According to officials, people were permitted in that building only to retrieve their belongings and only during the daytime, not at night. According to the prosecutor, quote, This is a situation that easily could have been avoided. All I had to do is stop, comply, and explain. I'm here. This is my grandmother's apartment. We're here to help my sister whatever it may be, but the officers knew nothing of that information, unquote. For the record, I have seen parts of the police video. The victim was driving at the officers, whether intentionally or just to escape, as I stated above. Who knows? 
Also, for the record, the victim and his family were white. So this just doesn't happen to minorities, people. Let me state, I've said it many times before to individuals, and I think I've said it on this podcast at one time or another, in virtually all of these incidents, almost all of them, it starts with resistance and verbal confrontation by the supposed alleged perpetrator. Then it escalates, and it escalates even more each time you fail to heed warnings or try to escape. Cooperate, one word, cooperate. You can sue later, but you can only sue later if you're alive. Never give them a reason to tackle you, beat you, or violate you in any way. One can only wonder in this case, why did he try to escape? Did he have a record or something? We don't know that yet. Why not cooperate? I would love to think that the police could have left him go, but they had no information because he didn't offer any. You know, no one cooperated until long after the incident. I always told my son when he was growing up in his adolescent years, always cooperate with police. You know, don't give them a reason to hound you. Life goes a lot easier if you just cooperate. More people need to learn this. With that, it's time to light a shuck and skedaddle. You know the mantra. Question authority and... Always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their affiliates. Any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited. Until next time, have a great day, and don't forget to subscribe.